0: Okay, here we are again, chatting to Sam. Uh today we're gonna to have a beer talking about school and teaching. Sam, how are you doing today, son? You all right? Hello, Alex. I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh no, it's it's not a problem. son. Ogni, uh, how are you doing, son?
1: I'm good. I'm I'm very excited. I don't know why I've got a few emotions this week to talk to Sam. Excited, nervous.
0: Um, but it's all it's all happening. It's all happening in my brain right now, so. It all sounds much better on your uh, your, your new podcast mic as well. It, it me, looks like I, a um, hell of a setup you've got going on there. It's very professional. I don't know, my- it, but it looks, it looks, it does look like you you are, you are presenting the Olympics or something. something.
1: I mean, that is a, it's a dream of mine. So it's actually pod number two of the day for me. Um i I'm getting into
0: it. Fair play, Fair play. We won't talk about the other pods because we. Uh, <laughs> We don't we like them. Do sponsorships for free, and I haven't received anything in my bank account. So there's, there's, there's no, there's no uh, talk of any other pods going on. Um, so, yeah, like we said, I'm going to talk about teaching today. Um, something that I have had some sort of experience of in the last, there's, no, uh, no sort of, um, there's nothing massive going on there, but some sort of experience on the last three, three four years. Uh, Sam, something that you're massively involved in, tell us a, tell us a bit of story about that.
2: Yeah, so I, from pretty much as far as the back as I can remember, wanted to to get into teaching from when I was at school and and sort of all the the choices I made, A-level, university, all of that was to feed into the career. I I liked maths the most, that was the thing I wanted to teach and got a maths degree, went to do my PGCE, um, also my teacher training year at university. and, and, And since then, for the last couple of years, have been teaching, albeit in slightly less than Normal circumstances uh, yeah. with the pandemic, so uh, yet to have almost a full normal uh, year of teaching, but but that has meant it's been a heck of an experience for two years so far. What
0: are you drinking, Sam? By the way, I completely forgot to ask at the start. Uh, <laughs> what what are you drinking? Um,
2: so this is a, a lovely little special from uh, Beowulf the company. Uh, shout out to Beerwolf. Uh, it's a Saturday lager, actually bought Saturday. for me by by uh, Mr. Ugly Gosh uh, this week. Um, very nice uh, not not too hoppy not too overwhelming um just a really good <laughs> saturday drink
0: full um, body, yeah full bodied
2: full full body and, and also what's lovely it, it could be a daytime i really feel like this could be something you knock back with the six nations but it also gets you in the mood for a saturday night as well so um
0: and it doesn't of- in Sam. It, it is a saturday lager it doesn't specify saturday between 6 and 9 or Saturday between ten and twelve, you know, it's Saturday, just full Saturday. All day. All day. Six o'clock at night, your cornflakes. I've saying.
1: got a serious question here, Sam. Um Okay. I mean, what defines a Saturday lager? You know, I'd say I'm a to it's a Friday night, I'm 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 reaching my fridge. I see I see Saturday sitting in there. Am I going for it? Am I not?
2: I guess five percent. So for me, that, that's a level. It's not. It's not going to hit you straight away. That's going to be a, a couple of a couple of cans in, and then you start to get that bit of a buzz, which is what you want on a Saturday. Um, it's just a bit subtler than a Friday drink. A bit subtler and and a bit more, as as Alex said, full bodied. I, I feel
0: you don't want you don't want the you know the your Carlsbergs and your Heinekens of the world where they sort of just go down without any taste at all. They're a yeah. good lager when you're. They're a good session lager, is what I'd say. A good session. Yeah. Whereas this,
2: this stays on the palate. Exactly. This one, you, you, it's okay. it it. It stays with you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ugly, 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 what are you drinking, son?
1: Um, I'm actually drinking a an, a hop house. Uh, I thought because because Clara's not on and it's an Irish beer, I'd uh, I'd bring it on. But you know, pretty standard. Does what it wants on the tin. Um, lovely. I had a few last night, so I'm feeling a bit ropey actually, but it's not too it's not too bad
0: and if no one can blame you for having having money on a on a, on a friday night how about
1: yourself mate you've you but your pubs are back open you, you, from what i believe
0: correct uh pubs have just back uh, opened back up today um only until six o'clock though so i thought i'd go something something topical and go for a turia which is uh Ooh. it's a little it's a i'd say it's a blonde it's definitely a blonde it's 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 not a strong it hasn't got a strong hoppy taste to it it's just a just a, a, a nice blonde it does say cerveza tostada which is like a it would be more of like a, um, what we would say. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find a name for it in, in English, and I have no idea. Um, it's like a to, it would say toasted hops, but like, for me, just a, a, a normal tasting, blonde sort of, not definitely not IPA. More on the, more on the, on the lager, on the lager sort. But it's, it's nice, man. I also, I, I don't know if it's just my, getting older or whatever. I do think, bottled beer tastes so much nicer now than. Than it ever used to.
1: I think that's probably just because we drink a lot more bottled beer, I'd say. Yeah.
0: I just I, like I'll open but... a can, man, and, and I just think the cans are cans just taste like like metal to me now. And, and 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 bottles just taste so much nicer. I feel like a bottled beer should be a bottled beer. I feel like canned beer is never supposed to be canned. It's also supposed to be, it's only just supposed to be like a tap. So bottled beer is like, all right, we're making this beer because the bottled beer. We're making this beer in a can because it should be in a it should be um, on tap, but we can't do it on tap, so it's just gonna go in a bowl. It's just gonna go I in mean
1: a bowl. I mean mate, genuinely enlightening. Yeah, it. oh, i
2: I've never had a conversation this long about the differences <laughs> between a bottle and canned beer and I'm here for it. I'm loving this already.
0: That's what it's gonna be. It's uh it's the it's the, the podcast that brings you so much more than you ever hoped for, I guess. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: Um Sam keen to dive in i'm excited to talk i think there's, there's a lot of things I, I do want to talk about um, lockdown teaching but I'll, I'll say that for a bit later because it goes to a different topic of mine um but so you you obviously as, as long as i've known you at least you've always wanted to be a teacher yes um what was day one like and did it live up to your expectations um well,
2: actually, day one started off a bit, um, a bit ropey. First anecdote: in uh, uh, on your first day, you just kind of sit at the back and and, and you observe. And uh, I saw two two students sort of look around and giggle as often students do if a, if a new teacher is about to take the class. Uh, and and they were clearly in in some debate. And and unfortunately, one of the students then turned around and said rather loudly to her friend, "Don't be daft. He's at most a four out of ten. So. Uh, that that was sort of put me on the back for early doors uh, on the teacher malarkey. But now I remember the first kind of class I taught solo. It's it, it's it's quite overwhelming sometimes. All of a sudden you're you're in charge of these sort of thirty students, and and the thing that growing up I thought I'm going to be a maths teacher, and and so much of it is is more than your subject. Yeah, you, they could the students come in. And uh, things have happened at lunch or a break, or, or something's happened in their home life, and and that kind of responsibility of being in charge of them for, for the hour of your lesson, um, when at the time still as a, a, a person in my early twenties, uh, feel I have to look after myself as well. Um, it, it, it can be, it still is sometimes a bit a bit overwhelming, but uh, yeah, for sure. I enjoy for sure. the challenge.
0: So just 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 um, essentially latching onto the back of that question there um it's just a, just an informational thing so you have that class they are your class or like you are a tutor for that class or is that just your your maths class so
2: so um being in a secondary school that that particular class um is sort of my class so it. so that's let's say
0: group, so to speak
2: yes yeah, yes yeah, so to speak so i would see them maybe five times a week or, or one, well, once a day four, four times a week maybe so yeah. and, and that's the other thing the you, you never appreciate younger because they are your your class um the responsibility you have for for their um results and, and things like that that you never quite comprehend is, is pretty again overwhelming at times for
0: sure, and man.
1: sorry sorry I, I was going to ask i guess i've, I've only got experienced from school from obviously the other side of it and like one well, of obviously well went to the same school and Normally when a new teacher joins, there's there's a bit of crack, especially if it's a younger teacher. Um, how did you handle that?
2: That's a that, good question. Very good question. Um, not as well as I've I've now turned out to try and handle it at the start of each year. So I think my first year I was 22 and I thought the best way was I was still very much of a, a teenager, I suppose, mentality that I thought I could join in a bit and and try and get everyone on side and be and be the good guy and and things like that um and and you still can do that to a, to an extent i always think you should never fear being a young teacher use that to your advantage and and it, you'll actually end up having a lot of the same interests and, and things like that as a lot of the students and and just the little things like the things that are on the telly that they're watching you're probably watching as well so you use that but um with every kind of year that passes and, and new class it's just about also massively early doors. Um, you make you actually make an example of someone, early doors, you, you pick up on something that's actually not that bad and you you go in hard and then you just keep that consistency for a couple of weeks and then you can ease back. But mm. they aren't, aren't far too smiley early on and, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely still something that a lot, like you can actually, as you say, the kids always try and have a bit of crack early on and, and push the boundaries as far as they can
0: for sure uh something that specifically i have definitely experienced and me and clara have gone back and forth on this uh, a lot recently specifically is um like essentially just what you touched on there like it's so much easier to be hard i say so much easier in the long run to be hard early on and then eat back on the lenience as opposed to being lenient and then going hard because you go lenient and then go hard and people go like they start laughing at you going what the what the fuck did I do? Like you know, this guy is really nice, and uh, now he's just trying to be now he's trying to be the the most strict teacher, the, the strictest teacher ever. You know, and now and now, but just you should start off with like you know being really hard, get the kids going. Whoa, I don't yeah. think I can take this very far, and then going you know you're a bit you're a bit nicer a bit nicer, and then you can always go back. To yeah, that, to that to that to that stern the stern stage if you if you ever need it. Um, yeah, have you ever needed to be? needed to be properly strict yet do you think um i, I don't think properly strict I, I i think i've needed
2: to be uh, with a couple of classes uh, certainly the ones approaching exams that maybe aren't taking them as as seriously as you need to you need to be quite firm uh, but i also think it's recognizing what gets the best out of, uh, of the kids that you have best and actually i think if i was to go really strict and try and teach like some of the strictest teachers in the school were, you almost get seen through and, and yeah, yeah, kids sure. aren't daft and they can see through when you're actually being something you're not. So it's about being as strict, I suppose, as, as you naturally can be. Um, but I do, I always think it is uh, knowing how, like, friends from, from home or, or people I kind of went to uni with see me on a day-to-day basis. It is funny to, to think if they were could ever be a fly on the wall mm-hmm. and they see that um, people still probably don't believe it. But I can really...
0: You've got to, man. You've got to, aren't you? the whip, absolutely. After
1: that was actually my next question. Um, Here we go. Obviously, obviously knowing you, knowing you well, uh, and you know you just, you. I'd say you're a smiling man by nature, as, as you just, as you just described. And I guess, I, while as I was saying this question, I loud of my head. I, I, I thought of another question. I mean, it's surely it's unnatural to look at a 13 year old and get angry with them, like as a as a human being. That uh, added
0: to how many 13-year-olds
1: okay. <laughs> absolutely that's someone that's not been in there. You've not I mean,
0: been
1: I in uh exactly. I I'm 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 looking I'm looking at this from a completely different point of view. Um but how, how did, you, did you did you did you find it natural to you know get, get angry straight away? It it sounds bad, but I, I almost didn't you don't need to act angry a
2: lot of the time because they will genuinely give you a natural reason to, to be annoyed because Looking that, that 13-year-old is in the school for those five hours and, and can kind of doss about a little bit and whatever. But it could well be that the next week I have to put a target grade in for that 13-year-old. And if that 13-year-old's below target, I get questioned, quite rightly so, by, by my, my head of department. And so all I'm wanting in that hour is that kind of 13-year-old to, to stop talking, do the work which I know would get them the, the target and so it, it's all that extended pressure. Sometimes I think I take a step back and think actually in isolation, all they're doing is having a bit of a talk. I know I did that when I was 13, but then sometimes you do the the pressures that are increasingly put on us, certainly at the moment as well with, with the current situation where when the grades we give for the year 11s are actually going to be the ones that um, they get awarded. You you just get, it's more frustration. You just feel, oh, come
0: yeah, on. Yeah. You just... Yeah
2: you can talk at break for 25 minutes and, and it's so daft because we were all there. We all uh, know what it's like when you're 30 you don't see the bigger picture, but you do sometimes, yeah, get a bit
0: kind of game. Okay. So I'm yeah. just, to, just to, just to go, sorry, like it literally seems like such a step back just to clarify for anyone that's listening um, who might, who might be interested in this because ultimately that's what we're doing it for people who want any sort of information. What, what ages do you teach between?
2: Oh yeah. Yes, I probably should. I should have led with that. Um, so it's a secondary uh, secondary school with a sixth form. So it's ages eleven through to eighteen. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a very standard secondary school kind of mixed mixed education. Uh, as I say, with a sixth form as well. So I primarily teach maths. Little bit of PE thrown in there as well.
1: No, you don't.
2: Because you know. Kind of word got out that as a thirteen-year-old, I scored a winning penalty in a in a football final, and you can't the school couldn't pass up on that opportunity to share that
1: wisdom. Uh, I mean, also, I guess it'd be good to add some context. What, what inspired you to become a teacher? Both both parents
2: are teachers, and and especially, I suppose, being at the same school that that my dad taught at as well, and seeing how. Uh, a sort of well-respected and the crack he had with a lot of the students, I I always looked up and thought he actually lives a a really good life, I always thought, you know, kind of nice holidays, he seemed to really enjoy his job um, all of that, so so I always grew up wondering that and I had one sort of particular uh, maths teacher for my GCSE time, who again just seemed to really, really love their job and I I know from, from day dot, doing a bit of sport coaching as well I genuinely get such a kick out of doing something. It's so cliché, but every day is different, and you're out, you're up on your feet. You're not in normal circumstances staring at a screen for that long. Uh, yeah, being able to teach I, I, I laughed before, but a bit of PE, you get outside for some of the day. Um, it just for me, and then you get you know your nice weekends and, and quite nice holidays. It, it just is a is a perfect balance that it, it, you work hard really hard in the week but you do get I think some nice opportunities to also uh live oh, a life again. that yeah. you want to as a 20 mid 20 year old
1: I guess that's what I want, I want to dig in I mean I'm just thinking of this as a as a student um give us some dirt on on life as a teacher in the background so you know what are your colleagues like how do you again like it's 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 such a it's such yeah. an unspoken of scenario
2: so normal I think that's, that's the biggest thing, is as a student, even, like, they get surprised when they see you in Tesco, let alone if they see you eight pints deep on a Friday night. Like, it's this Has that happened? That, uh, uh, they, no, a student's never seen me eight pints deep on a Friday night, but hypothetically... Uh, has has you know, anyone
1: ever seen you eight pints deep? You made it that <laughs> if
2: that was <laughs> six pints, then better. Um <laughs> But it's, it's this sense of, you know, you sit in the staff room, it, the cracks about the football, the Six Nations, Love Island. Um, you know, it's not big you, topics.
0: Not, <laughs> but yeah, really the, in depth. The most important topic of life. Uh, Love yeah. Island, the football, of Six Nations. <laughs> solid. It, it, it's really it's a high
2: educationally performing school, and uh, like even fr- Fridays, school ends at three, quarter past three. Ten of us are playing five side football on the Astro you know kicking some bells out of each other doing what we enjoy and and the kids sometimes walk past and think oh i don't know you played football as if me as a 25 year old robot very athletic looking male couldn't uh couldn't <laughs> well,
0: play football. for all the listeners out there um athletic looking male we don't condone that as a podcast <laughs> that is the that's sam's views and his views only <laughs> your speculation
2: Absolutely. And and that's the thing that I still can't get over is, is this sort of, uh, and I desperately always try and put into lessons anecdotes. So if we were doing percentages, I'd get up um, Big the, topic. Football, the football from the weekend and it would be Shrewsbury Town at 60% of the ball displayed as a fraction. and These are just an insight into the exciting lessons that I teach, by the way. Mm-hmm. And even then, they're like, oh, I didn't know you liked support support Shrewsbury.
0: Yeah, I um, can get the notebooks and, right now. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> any any aspiring teachers, percentages <laughs> to fractions, that's always that's a good one, that. Um, so, yeah, I always think, as well as a teacher, I remember sometimes saying, you go for a coffee, and if you see one of your teachers in Costa, you're like, oh, there they are. And actually, now, with the boot being on the other foot, there's a lot of us that are under 30. And of course, it, it, for us, we love our job, but it is just a job just like anything else. We want to to step out that door at three o'clock on a Friday and, and not really think about school until Monday morning again.
1: Yeah. yeah. And obviously you've done that by living with teachers, right?
2: Yeah. So I, um, since over lockdown, have lived with teachers from different schools. And, and again, no matter what school they're at, we're all very much, certainly since lockdown, it's been pretty high, high pressure. The moment you, you end that live lesson on a Friday, you just want to live your normal life, get out and, and do normal things and and try. A lot of the bad press teachers, all that the profession has is, is how overworked and a lot of planning. And it is, but also I actually think it, it is also, it is a hard job, but it is manageable. Sure. Um, two and a sure. half years in, I still feel I've not had to sacrifice anything that, people who aren't teachers I've not missed out on any social gatherings I've not been to any I'd just like to point out since <laughs> the, the guidelines have been put in uh, but pr- before that not missed out on any social gatherings I've lived everything I have wanted to do um so it is stressful but I think any job is and you just you just yeah. kind of
0: balance it so just to yeah. just a just a just come a uh, um... back to that essentially sorry I just to cut in there um just to jump okay. in the back of, of what you're saying there uh we talked a few uh, we talked a bit about last week me and Clara were saying like it's pretty much a, a massive taboo in Spain to talk about work outside of work. If you're if you're at a social gathering or if you're at a bar or whatever, to to, to mention work. How much? Because I know this is something that's difficult for me and and, and as well for Clara. Um, how much? How easy do you think it actually is? Specifically when you're when you're a teacher, which your job is to essentially to to formulate and and to help the growth of, of kids how easy to is it to escape that when you do have time off can you can you fully let go it's
2: hard it is hard and especially my as a partner being a teacher as well you kind of it, it would be very easy to fall down that trap with your your friends or friends of their teachers partners the teacher to to talk about school at the end of the day. And in some ways it's healthy. Sometimes it's really nice to have a bit of a rant and for each of you to, to know what you're talking about. But um, I always think by the time it gets to a certain time on a Friday night or, or over the weekend, it's so important to have that, that cut off and to try and distance yourself because it is a job that hypothetically, it is a job that I could have spent all weekend doing some work. I could have planned some lessons. I could have done some marking. Yeah, yeah. um, and to get more head, maybe i could have rung some parents it's a job that could easily consume you and that's the part where you have to be really uh quite strong willed to to make sure you don't lose sight of your other interests and you don't lose sight uh, of the of the things that really give you a kick as well whether that be playing like joining a sports club um you know i would never ever do work or mark when Strictly Come Dancing's on because uh, that's the thing that, that I want to enjoy and that's, you know, and <laughs> and it's, so yeah, it, it would be so easy to let that all engulf you and consume you. Uh, so I think myself and, and the people I surround myself with that are also teachers are pretty good actually at, at picking a line and saying, right, we're not, we're going to stop talking about it now. And then my mates that aren't teachers don't really want to hear about it anyway. So that's, that's easy to, to distance yourself. So yeah. Um, it, it would be very easy to to let it overawe you, and it's just about trying not to.
1: I was going. I was going to go on a bit of a different tangent here, because um, I think it'd be interesting to get your perspective on it. Um, but I guess the education system nowadays has, has had as a lot of heat, um, and then there's obviously different. There's a lot of different people having different viewpoints, and you know, it'd be good to get your as as a teacher, as someone who's obviously been to school as well. Um, what what are your thoughts on the system like is there anything in particular you'd influence if you know if you're you're in charge of education in england what are you changing or or, or is it is it, um this
2: is my job pitch for, for 30 years time um what am i changing i think the the workload expectations and i don't know if if thinks you I don't know what it's like in Spain or, or how how different this is, but very often the, the sort of expectations on teachers to get a the, the grades of each student and um, the amount of work that is expected of them outside of that. I think there has to be a realization that teachers can teach as well, but very often the, the grades of a student go down to how hard that student wants to work. And and at the moment, so the parents and the the, the buck stops with the teacher. So if a, if a student's below target, the first person that gets questioned is the teacher. Why are you not doing this? What have you done that's not been enough? It's very rare that the, the first person that gets called upon is the, is the 16-year-old saying, well, have you done all the work, sir, or missus <laughs> asked you to do? Which I, you know, yes, they are still children and there has to be a balance, but that should be the first thing. It, you know, as a professional it would be nice to have the trust that as a professional, you would professionally do your best job. Whereas at the moment, there's a slight distrust that, that we're not doing our best job. And even in online learning, there the, the very much there was an angle in the press that teachers are being lazy or um, don't want schools to go back because they're, they're enjoying their extended holiday. And, and I certainly haven't met a single uh, member of the staff that that was the case for it does seem to be an easy easy target
0: yeah for sure um just to echo like you say you you mentioned me in there just to echo your point i guess um it it i i think i had sort of the same sort of experience the amount of times i've had to spend emailing people um where they've they've messaged me and gone why isn't my kid doing better in this or why isn't my son doing better in that or why isn't my daughter excelling in this and i'm like have you checked have you have you looked at their homework? And they're like, yeah. no, no, I, I haven't looked at their homework. And I'm like, Yeah, of course you haven't, because they haven't, they haven't done it. Yeah. They haven't done the homework. So so you, you can't possibly have have seen it. It's like there has to like like you said, Sam, the 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 main the main principle there is 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 balance. There has to be some sort of response. Of course there has to be some sort of responsibility held to the teacher. It's the teacher's job. <laughs> For, for I think you'd agree with me in saying that it's the teacher's job to give the fundamentals and yeah. the, the 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 materials for learning. It's the student's job to then learn them.
1: Yeah. The,
0: the, the teacher gives the the rules or whatever it may be in, in maths. Obviously, you have different. You have formulae. I'm teaching English. Um, I guess it's the same sort of thing. You have grammar principles. You have grammar formula. You have grammar. You have grammar set rules. It's your it's your job to teach them. It's their job if they you can't make a kid listen. You can't hold their ears open and listen. You can't you can't punch stuff into their brain. You can't you know what I mean. You you can't make kids listen. So it's their job outside to use them tools that you have given them to then excel and then use that to to do their homework or, or, or do their work out of that. And then you have so many parents coming in and then going why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he learning that? Why isn't he that? It's like you, you do realise that I can't make your kid do this. This is That's more your job than it is mine. Yeah, end of the day,
2: I would see just one class, what at most one hour a day. Now in that one hour, I've got to put across content and teach that. So at most, they're going to get half an hour practising it themselves. I can't walk them home and go home with, what well, it'd be illegal, uh, and make sure that they uh that. attention. Their, thank yeah. you, that yeah. they do their homework. I can't sit next to them in an exam to, to whisper in their head. They they have to do that. I physically only have one hour in my day t- to teach them. Um, and i absolutely right. Teachers, it's our job. We, we should be expected to have some accountability, just like anybody in any yeah, job yeah, has accountability. Yeah. Uh, but it shouldn't be um, solely on the on the teacher, which at times, not all the time, but at times there's a, a worry that it can, can feel like that.
1: I was going to say, obviously... As someone who's probably been in this situation, as you know, um, as an academic, my uh, my life was um, pretty pretty bleak. Uh, but I mean, like late life, in terms of in terms of how you manage people, in terms of how you communicate with people, there's obviously different learning styles, and you know, yeah, you know, for a fact, I just didn't go, I just didn't go places, right? And there's and there's no there's no fault of the teacher in that. It's just the case of I didn't like being told what to do as a as a stubborn you know teenager. But surely. I guess the question that I asked you about what you change, do you think there's an element of incorporating different learning styles that aren't, that just don't exist right now? You know, it's a bit of an open question. I'll leave it there.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I do see what you mean. I think at times um, the education sector is quite rigid, isn't it? That everybody pretty much follows the same sort of timetable, same subjects. Um, It's very much a, you you get taught something you then do a test at at this age you then get taught some more things you then could do a test at that age and you're right I think there are a lot of young young people that that doesn't work the best for and kind of thinking of ways to to make sure everybody gets the best as, as a young person and because I think often as well school is so, And I can speak personally from our own experiences at school. is so much more at times um, than academics. You know, as you say, Uggers, you arguably didn't come out with the best academic results. But a lot of the skills you learned at school uh, or picked up, um, whether that be through role models that were members of staff, have undoubtedly probably helped you in your career, whether that be when you've interviewed, you've managed to present yourself in a very articulate way and things like that. So I think that's something I'm always very aware of that I'm a maths teacher, but at most I'm going to have two or three people in every class that actually really love maths. So what, what am I also teaching them? I'm teaching them how to be polite, how to respect other people in a room, how to present myself. So, um, you know, make sure my tie and it sounds silly, it does sound daft, but how to uh, interact with people. For me, you know, how many people in my A-level class are going to do maths at university? Maybe even none, okay? But they're all going to interview at some point, and they're all going to um, go off maybe to do apprenticeships and things like that. And that, for me, is, is the biggest kick-out of being a teacher. It's how you prepare students for, for life. And actually, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that, that should be more of an emphasis on being a teacher, is that you, alongside their parents, I've got the biggest influence on how these people go back. And, and I know there's sometimes there's some teachers maybe I didn't, I wouldn't say respect, but didn't get on with when I was 15. Um, I look back now and think, and this is only 10 years ago, I think actually they were a very good person. They were doing their best. And and sometimes you have to make peace with the fact that at times fourteen year olds won't like you, but as long as you're being the best you can be and a good role model, that it won't be too long into their adult life that they look back and think actually they did they did do everything they could for me. Yeah, for
0: well, sure. Yeah.
1: That's what that's all leads nicely onto my next point. Obviously, to, to both of you, really. Um, well, I guess we're in a world now where it's where it's so social media driven in itself, right? And 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 kids, you know, the ages of when do you normally, when do you get a phone now 11 let's say and above have have some sort of connection that's that's pure social media driven and on top of that given the circumstances that we're in from a lockdown perspective all your stuff is done through zoom i mean you just touched upon everything really about being being present and teaching people how to to do certain things how's it what's it been like like you've had a you had a burden of fire really getting getting in teaching at this time but it be it be, be interesting to know what, what your thoughts are, and is there, I guess, is there garden to social media and stuff like that? Is that like is that incorpor- incorporated into how you have to go about it? Um,
2: I, think, well, I think social media now is a is you have to be uh, pretty squeaky clean as maybe any young uh, professional, uh, but I I think twice about anything I put on social media now. Uh, sharing it, any, retweeting anything, putting anything on my story. I also think twice that certainly when you're going to online learning, it, it's a bit of a setup like this. They have a my face is on a camera and I can't see them. Their faces are all blocked out. So there's nothing stopping them from from taking a photo or Mr. <laughs> I don't know why they would do this, but or Mr. Everett's lesson and, and putting it as a TikTok or something like that. So I think you have to be constantly aware of it now, constantly. Yeah, yeah. And, And the main sort of pastoral issues we get in school now are all social media based. So the one perk of it is it's all evidence now. So whereas maybe 10 years ago, it was he said this and you take a statement and they're just like, no, I didn't. Whereas now there's screenshots and and all sorts. Actually, that part is a bit easier, but it is something that is, it's just a new way of, it, it makes me sound really old, but I don't have, like TikTok's the first thing that I'm a little bit a bit like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Whereas at yeah. least with Instagram and all of that sort of thing, I I know about it. Yeah. But it it's yeah, I bet in five years' time there'll be even more stuff to like contend with social media wise.
0: Just to just to jump in there, Sam, I'm, I'm mine would be the complete opposite to you because obviously I don't work I don't work in a school and I work in an English ac- uh, academy. So parents are paying um certain amount of money. Obviously I'm not gonna say that. They're playing certain amounts of money so that their kids can can come to English classes, and now obviously um, before COVID, it would have been all a presential based class, um, everyone in class. But now um, it's pretty much half and half. So I pr- I will on the most part teach um, one uh, half of a class, so like six to ten students um, in class, whilst I'm teaching six to ten students on Zoom, and then an- a second time. Uh, a second time in the week, whether that be two days later, three days later, whatever, do the complete reserve, uh, reverse. So that the six to ten that were on Zoom will come to class, six to ten that uh, were in class will go on Zoom, and that sort of thing. But the only thing with this is the parents are paying, so they want to make sure that their kids are on Zoom, so they have to have their they have to have their, their videos turned on, just to make sure that, that I can see them, to make sure they're participating. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have the cat the 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 uh, mics turned on because it's, I mean, learning is not necessary by, by, by speaking, whatever. Um, but they do have to have their cameras turned on just so, like you say, I can be on zoom now and I can be going through like all of my Spotify and doing that, or can be on WhatsApp and, and sorting that stuff out, you know, or literally can go on my Xbox, um, playing games on my Xbox, you know, if I have my camera turned off. So that's one thing that is different. And that's a really hard thing to control, man, because sometimes people just turn their cameras off and, how do you discipline yeah. them like that? Like, they, you can't prove that they're doing anything, but it's so, so hard if, if they don't if they if they're not listening and they're not going. And also, they can be like I say, um, it's different with you as well because I have people who come in who some people can literally barely say their name or barely say how are you, and then some people I have I teach like B one classes who are going on and, and talking about like uh, gender gender stereotypes and things like that. So there's such a massive contrast of how good people are at english that like and also like the same between classes like you have someone who's really really good in a class and someone who's not not as great you know and and maybe the person who's really really good has the camera turned off do you let that go because they're really good like or or do or, or do you not like it's it's what it's 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 a massive thing and and my bosses have been like for want of a better word on my dick about that for the for the whole thing like say yeah. make sure they have their camera turned on but sometimes it's just impossible to say oh it's broken what do you if someone says oh it's broken well, yeah, absolutely it's
2: been like uh, well yeah hours hours don't have to have that well in fact they're told not to just out of a, I think a safeguarding uh yeah, safeguarding yeah, issue true. but it's so i mean i if i'm teaching a lesson how on earth can i tell that that student actually buy their computer um, listening and taking notes. Because you can sometimes, even even the students now finding ways to kind of log, log onto it. it makes them attend, then they'll try and just leave to, to see if they uh, get noticed if there's 30 of them and, and things like yeah. that. It's, it will be, I mean, when people say that about the lockdown and the online learning widening the gap in, in the UK. I mean, it's so correct because um, in two ways, widen the gap because some people just don't have access to internet and, and that's completely out of their control but also yeah, yeah. widening the gap between which students are kind of emotionally mature enough to have actually taken this seriously rather than the ones that oh, I'm so sure there's some people that log into my lesson and turn around and play FIFA for an hour. Um, and then at the end, right, thank you, sir. And then and then off they go again.
0: And you'll see it as well. Like I've had this so many, so many, so much experience of this where um, you'll, as well, you know how you can on Zoom. There's a if someone's on mute, you can say like ask to unmute. Yeah. You press that and you say hello. For example, hello, Marco. Are you there? And you press the hello to mute. You say oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, my microphone wasn't working. It's like like yeah. literally just been playing Xbox or whatever. And it's like you can tell that you you weren't there. I've literally said Marcos for about five seconds. I pressed ask for a meeting. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was just, uh, my microphone wasn't working, you are like but you just weren't there at all. It's like, yeah. That, that goes back to what we were saying before as well. At what point does that become our fault? And what time does it become like errands? You need to make sure that your kids are actually at home and doing what they're supposed to be doing because I can't physically can't provide them with the, the, the learn material they need when they're at home on zoom. I can't, but that's the time we're in. And, um that's so that becomes your job now it's a bit less than homes homeschooling i mean homeschooling would be a lot worse yeah it would now that you need you just need to provide them with right listen go in there there's the laptop or there's the tablet go on zoom talk to the teacher and there you go that's what that's your that's what you have to do for an hour now and that's the discipline they need at home as opposed to go into your room with a with a with a laptop and there you go and just leave them for an hour because then they'll just turn off Go on zoom like you say go on TikTok. go on the ps4 go on the xbox whatever they don't care man they don't care
1: interesting um it's just it I mean it's just it's just a really i guess as a as someone that's never been in the environment it's quite an interesting uh topic to to uncover um but obviously you're an, you're an interesting chap sam so I'd, I'd like to dive into different uh different avenues as well but oh, i mean wonderful sticking on the lockdown theme of obviously you've had a I guess, let's say, an unconventional lockdown um, experience the most. But how has lockdown affected you? you know, as, as, how has it changed your perspective on, on things? How is it outside of, yeah. Outside of teaching?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting one. I, I don't know. I, I've spoken to a few people, and, and actually it seems to be a, a common thing that, that this third lockdown, so the one since January, has, has been what I personally found the most challenging. So I was really, really enjoying. I was actually quite enjoying the online teaching in the fact that you're sort of, I think the novelty of it, or even the students, they were much more participating and, and all of that. And then that that kind of feeling of once you ended your final lesson at three, you were already back home. So you didn't have to commute or anything like that. You can you can start your evening. Um, and I was loving that. And then I think just kind of hit February and everything started to drop off. And I think just like everyone, that realization of that that normality's not really been there for almost a year, pretty much a year now. In that kind of it, it is, it was it was challenging actually, and it made me realize how much I actually appreciate my normal job, how much I appreciate the fact that each day of mine is different, and that I'm up and I, I move around the school and I see five teach five classes a day. I'm already seeing 150 different students different members of staff whereas in reality I would maybe go a week and and see uh, the, the, the same four faces and and they were wonderful four faces don't get me wrong but it was the it was the same the same four for, for a whole week and kind of I yeah you had to really dig deep a, a couple of times in terms of getting myself out going for runs lots of walks just kind of keeping that that, that positivity but i really sort of have uh, empathized with with people that maybe don't have an awful lot of, of green space or i was still able to go to school once a week which was always quite a nice focal point and you yeah, say yeah. living living with my partner over lockdown as well was is absolutely fantastic to have that sort of support network as well but it's yeah that, i think like anyone now it, it that sort of the roadmap that's been set out has again given everyone that bit of a, a lift and, and knowing that you know, at the time of recording, I don't know when this is going to get released. But at the time of recording, schools are back on on Monday. Uh, that is, it, it gives yourself a bit of a lift as well. But it's been there have been times this this past couple of months where it, it's been it's been challenging. It has been challenging, as it as it has been for everyone.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, thinks. What's your thoughts on that? Because I mean, it's interesting to say that we part this time because. I've I've had many conversations with the people where that's been a it's been a challenge in itself. So what what I guess what, what are your thoughts think on all? Obviously you, you've had a different you had a bit of a different experience lockdown wise, haven't you?
0: From just what what it, specifically lockdown what it looks or, like or or with teaching. Yeah, well. just
1: I mean just like a general lockdown what, either or mate.
0: Either or well with lock, specifically with teaching anyways, I, I get, like that's the only thing I've known exactly. Like um I was I taught in a in a primary school the last two years. And obviously didn't have any issues with that. Was teaching was teaching fine, and then moved to Valencia. And I've only experienced this in lockdown, which is sort of these hybrid classes, which was half on Zoom, half half uh, presential. Um, so in that case, I mean, I, I would prefer. Like I have some classes now that don't come at all. I mean, their parents are are so strict. So um, I guess they're hypochondriacs in terms of they they don't let their kids come to come to the come to the academy at all. Um, so them classes are easy I'd say either you have fully presential or fully on Zoom obviously it, it is a bit easier it's a bit, it's a bit easier going like you'll, you'll know Sam if, if, um, if I have a class especially if I have a big class so I, one of my biggest classes is Sam will have bigger classes than I do but if I have a class of 17 kids and I have, if I have 10 on Zoom and 7 in class it's impossible to control That's a every nice, single yeah. kid like you have 10, 10 kids on yeah. Zoom I don't and know how kid, you do that the way that the way that the, 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 my academy works, the the way that the 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 boss wants things run, is essentially just as uh, speak, repeat, speak, repeat. Like keep everyone on their toes. It's impossible to ask every kid a question within a fifteen minute within a fifteen minute space of time. You know, like if there's seventeen kids, how can I ask one kid? If one kid gets asked a question, the next time that it, it, it is then is their turn to. They turn to ask a question is in like 10 minutes' time. You know, it's impossible to keep them all on their toes all at one time. So at that point, I do think it's technology is immense. Is immense in it, in its sense of it's enabled things to to keep on the wagon. But it certainly, I think, will be better when we return to normal. Uh, on the other side of things, uh, on the other side of things, when we're talking about lockdown. My lockdown, I'm not going to be one. Of these where it's been fine or whatever, man. But um, I don't know. I, I'm I don't have any brothers or sisters. I I only have my dad now. Um, so it's been it's been it's been okay, man. I, I haven't had any big big falls off 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 the cliff. You know, I haven't I've never I've never been in that space where I've been um, been, been been so down. I've I've been I've been focusing on myself a lot. I feel like uh, a lot of people have, don't have time for themselves, and I feel like it was a good, a good space to, to, to really get into self-growth. Uh, I don't want to sound too, too like you say, too, too fundamental, too corny there, to, too, too, too cheesy, but uh, it was a great time to just be able to go. Like, good. Yeah, to, to just go, listen, there's nothing I can do for anyone else now. I'm not going out, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. I can't even go to the gym, whatever. Like, it's a good time to focus on yourself. And I don't know about Sam. Like sometimes, focus on yourself specifically with this, with the uh, with the inwards inflection. You can you can have a you can you can have a lot. To, you have a much more to say to other people if you focus on yourself first. And you and you really, yeah. if you know what your thoughts are. If you like if your head's, if your head is going round and round, up and down, you have no idea. How can you expect to teach something um, coherently to it to? Especially people who don't know, like obviously, um, people that Sam are teaching the kids that Sam are teaching. He's teaching them maths, Well, they have never come across some of these concepts before. Same difference with me. I'm teaching Spanish kids English. To be able to teach these kids a different language they've never, never came across before, or never experienced thing, never experienced before. You have to come across in a coherent way, and to be able to do that, man, you Thank need you. to understand what you're saying first. You know, not even like the knowledge, yeah. but Pure, might, uh, yeah. complete, the complete coherence of it uh, and the understanding of your own your own mental thought, you know, your own capacity to think.
2: It's absolutely. I mean, I this will be maybe self expansion but it is. It's a cycle. I know my sort of worst lessons, if I think about worst lessons individually, have been when I myself
0: underprepared
2: have kind of
0: underprepared,
2: under-prepared or been overwhelmed with kind of uh, kind of not i've had a bad couple of days or something like that and i almost then put so much pressure that therefore i have to be this incredible teacher during my lessons in order to pick my own sort of actually every uh, mood up if that makes sense that when i you know absolutely as, as fink says kind of focus on yourself li- little routines that you like and that you know sort of uh, make you feel kind of at ease and comfortable the, the teaching then follows kind of a student will can say something that otherwise would kind of wind you up and because you're so just comfortable with your own self and and the routines you're doing you just do it in, in a far better way and i think if this this certainly this final lockdown i've really i want to continue when life starts to pick up pace again in terms of getting out you're yeah, seeing all yeah. your mates you're back in school yeah. the little things i want yeah. to continue my running i want to continue really long sort of weekend walks and the little tiny things, making time to actually make a really nice coffee in the morning rather than an instant one, I found uh, that that for me starts the morning off a lot better. And and these are things that I've had time to, to think about over lockdown. And when the pace of everything picks back up, want to sort of continue, because I know they, they're the kind of things that, that put me really at
1: ease. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's both really interesting viewpoints there. I guess I kind of want to, Direct the conversation back to, to what you' talked about there things like the self improvement side of it and and all that i mean you're you're both very much in my inner circle and uh have a i've known me to to have a few wobblies in the in the early parts of lockdown and i i guess I'd, I'd i think it's in, it'd be interesting to understand you know from a a mental health perspective how you how you embedded them into i guess overcoming them first of all and then and then be how have you how are you going to embed them into, into day today's day life moving forward
2: i think I mean, this is going to be almost disgustingly cliche. But honestly, the, the, the stigma around the, the talking about it, and I don't mean, when I think people say talk about it, that doesn't mean you have to be like, I'm in this really dark place or I'm I'm really anxious or I'm really this or really that. It doesn't have to be anything severe. Like you could, let's say, I hurt my, hurt myself playing football, hurt my leg. And you text me Saturday morning, how are you doing today, mate? Oh, you, I wouldn't think twice about replying, yeah, I'm not doing bad, thanks, mate. Legs really sore. Um, had a nasty tackle last night, OK? I wouldn't think twice about complaining about a physical injury that's not massive. A sore yeah. leg isn't massive. But, you know, you asked me how I was, and I replied. So uh, I, the way I always, because I'm not someone that's ever had a lot of exposure to, to kind of mental health difficulties even uh, myself, or, or, you know, lots of people talking about it. I always try and think of it as a, in in terms of compared to a physical sense, and yeah, yeah. and so therefore I don't actually see why if you were there for to text me on a Saturday saying how you're feeling and actually I maybe really overwhelmed with schoolwork or maybe something's not uh, gone well elsewhere, why you should ever think twice about saying that as well. And uh, and I know as I, as I said in, in the la- last question arguably the the most sort of, of stressed and, and worked up and a little bit sort of not not enjoying this lockdown scenario was maybe uh, over the last month and it certainly wasn't you know really serious or anything like that
0: but yeah, I know yeah.
2: just when I, I actually uh, said to yourself or, or a couple of others you know what I'm I've not been enjoying this lockdown and, and I'm I'm really looking forward to when school returns or, or whatever. It, it just felt so like normal and then sometimes you need to do that because then that meant a couple of people text a couple bit more often you've got those distractions or people organized a few zoom calls so you had things to look forward to um so yeah definitely and that's being embedded into my into my routine of, of this whole kind of you know you'd struggle to find too many people that by the time they get to, to 25 haven't had a time where they feel even if it's just for a day. Oh crikey, I'd, felt really nervous for whatever reason today or actually not been enjoying this last week and just had to, to normalize that really and that's something i embed and that's not saying that every week i'm going to be like oh i'm really i've had a, a bad a bad hour on saturday but it's saying that in nine months time let's say I'm, I'm a bit overwhelmed with work maybe there's a deadline coming up or something to just feel open and say you know what i feel a bit overwhelmed and definitely that's something i'm really keen to embed in my everyday
1: life yeah, no, it's really interesting, mate. I think, I think like like you said, I think um, obviously something I'm quite passionate about, and I think it's uh, I think it's definitely moving in the right direction. But it feels like a lot of people are, you know, just a lot more open now, right? It's like a like you said, it's normalised, um, which is which is amazing. Um, what about you? Things obviously not diving too too far into it, but you've had a you've had a couple of difficult situations in the in the in the last couple coming. Um, over the last coming month, months and years what, what what's your scenario how do you sort of I guess what's your how do you cope with it and, and how do you deal with it and what do you want to continue
0: um oh, just to sort of echo what Sam said really there's no there's no there's no universal coping method for for, for everyone um I know a lot of teachers that, that, that shut it down and, and and treat it to the job just to, just the same as if if you worked in, in, in computers or you worked in something else, you got a problem with a job and you shut it down and go, I'll deal with that tomorrow or whatever, you know. It, it, although it is a, it often does become a, a bit of a personal issue, sometimes with teaching, like you, you, a parent will say something or or your boss will say something and it becomes then something that, you, that you're thinking about, as opposed to, um, like you say, a, a, a technical job or something where you you have a problem with the, with the apparatus or you have a problem with the technology, and you go, out oh, and sort it out at the time or whatever. You know, a lot of the a lot of jobs, pretty much uh, most of the problems when you're when you're working in the teaching industry, when you're working in when you're working with kids, um, are personal based. Um, whether that's unfortunate or not, I don't know. But you know, um, in that sense, it's for me it was just about talking, man. Like, I feel like. Getting to know the parents, speaking to the parents, being transparent with what, you, in both what you're doing and with with what their kid, what their kids are doing too, I feel like it helps a lot in terms of um, definitely a relate a sort of working relationship like moving forward. Like I say, the working relationship is is different in teaching um, as opposed to is in, in most other industries because you're directly working with a, a parent of your your product, you know, your product is, is like the yeah. kid and you're working with the teacher, uh, you're working with the parents, sorry, who is like, you're both working together to achieve the best thing for the, for the kid. Um, so transparency, man, that works. Um, I feel like hiding things from them doesn't work. Um, also the, the, the same, the other way, I feel like you have to be a bit harsh. Um, if the kid is not picking up stuff and you just put on the, if if, if it have A, B and C not picking up stuff. Not working hard to pick up the stuff and literally talking and disrupting the class. You can't just then put on a report. Oh yeah, they're working quite hard. Um, they're doing well. They're doing all right. Just just to keep the parent happy, because then the next time you have a problem with them, they just come back and say, "Listen, your report said this, this, and this," whereas in reality, they're absolute little twats. You know. Um, realistically, you just you just have to be smart, be 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 bright with them, and just say, "Listen, um, your kid." the 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 problem is this this and this how can we solve this you know and 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 for the most part i don't know what the what sam's experience is for the most part parents will be like yeah they've experienced that too here or they've experienced that too in 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 years previous uh, years past and you can generally at that point come to a come to a solid conclusion as a bunch of adults and go this is what's best for the kid as opposed to just going yeah yeah, you'll be sound you'll be sound or as or as some people just go, ah, there's always one or two who are, who are absolute twits and uh, who who aren't who you can't help. And no nobody as a as a teacher would 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 probably argue there that like there's always going to be one or two that you can't help. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. You know, so go on, Sam.
2: Oh, sorry, I was well just to like just literally jump on the back of that. But I remember I said it earlier on in this in this chat about oh, sometimes you get parental emails asking you. Parents actually, on the whole, get a bad rep. You always hear the bad stories about parents. And 95% of the time, if you call a parent with a, an issue about a student, they will be supportive and they will have seen it themselves. And, you know, 95% of the time, the parents are very understanding, good people that, that know that you as a, a teacher doing your job. And I don't know if Alex will send the only only thing I have really had to work hard on these last two years is this sort of inferiority, inferiority complex of when parents email me, they sometimes call me Mr. Everell. And I think, oh, blimey, you're like 25, 30 years older than me. You don't you don't have to call me that or you don't have to. And thinks and, and is right. It's a, at the end of the day, it's a conversation between two adults, you know, the parent and, and the teacher who are trying to work in tandem. And it's only really probably been this year where I've really felt in control or as an equal adult if that makes sense I I felt when I was last year or even in my training year I'd ring about a student and feel very much like I myself was almost going to get told off by the parents because they were so much older and more experienced and and it's only now with the experience of the job that even though I am still a lot younger than a lot of the parents um, you've got to believe in yourself as an adult that that you are even if you're being harsh even if you're calling out a student for not doing enough work you're doing that professionally. You're doing that with the, your best guidance, and that actually very often the conversations you have with parents are actually really productive and, and make a big difference.
1: I was gonna, I was going to ask oh, on, on sort of on the on that on that topic. Um, something that I've always always wondered, and I'd love to get your opinion on it. I mean, looking at that internally in a school, right? Your 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 experience of the world is very relatable to people coming up nowadays but it's very rare you see you know a 25 year old head teacher what i guess is is that a problem in itself is that something that you think could be a you know situation i mean i guess i guess i'm rambling here but w- what's the influence internally like um from you talk about the inferior complex like how much control or how much say do you think you have internally as well as externally Internally,
2: as in within the school, how much? Yeah,
0: up.
1: like as a teacher, like you, don't, you don't see many teachers,
0: yeah, you that's, don't see that's many young another, teachers,
2: right? Yeah, that's a, that's another thing. Um, Actually, this year I've, I've kind of got a semi bit of management. So, managing members of staff that that are, are far more experienced within the profession and, and, and older than me. Um, yeah. You have to have a fair amount of confidence after actually thinking yourself, in that you believe that you are doing a very or a good job as a teacher and you believe that you're influence and things i can only speak about the setup i'm in and it and it genuinely tends to be you want to like, almost a sporting analogy that if you're good enough you're old enough that actually a lot of the positions in school are are done on kind of they performed right. really well at their job therefore they'd be good at this it, it doesn't tend to be too much about oh well they've hit that age criteria they've had that many years experience i think schools want to actually quite promote young talent, young people they bring a lot of energy they bring a lot of kind of new ideas so actually I actually don't see it too much as a drawback internally i think it's only externally where and that's a battle within myself that i feel i'm, I'm quite young or and, and yeah, stuff but yeah. actually internally you try and let your, your job and your teaching
1: do the talking mate so i think that's that's incredible to hear i think like that as, a, as <laughs> it's one of those things that you should never obviously the school that we all went to um you just didn't see it did you like it, it just didn't happen so i think it's a it's a pretty positive thing um from from what you're saying it's great and obviously i'm sure we'll see you uh, running a school in no time on that question would you ever or would you both ever build your own school no Or well, build it myself with, with with bricks i mean you can't build it mate you know well, I Obviously, was a like you...
2: man in my gap year, so uh, I would have the skill set there.
1: Um, you are quite a big lad as well, aren't you? Like you said, you're quite athletic. Can...
2: Athletic build, yeah. That wouldn't be too much hassle for me. Um, I wouldn't assemble one from scratch. I wouldn't assemble a team. I'd love I'd love one day, mark this down, it's, it's now on podcast. I'd love one day to be a head teacher um, and, you know, Hopefully by then you have enough sort of teaching contacts that sometimes you may get on the phone and be like, "Do you fancy
0: coming coming across yeah, and, yeah. and
2: and what Constant have you?" flavors
0: in? over like a Brendan Rogers sort of type. Yeah, of.
2: just getting a few little free transfers Thank in the canary market. <laughs> yeah, um, just working a bit of magic. Harry Redknapp on transfer day. Um,
0: yeah,
2: enough, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that that's certainly something I look forward to. You know, I'd have I'd have Finks there as head of modern foreign languages. I'd have Uggers, you there.
1: Are you gonna give me a job? Yeah, I was gonna ask that question. You'd coach you probably
2: 13 rugby. I think that'd be your your standard. I'd have years that you know, they wouldn't be able to catch, but they do a really good job at, at, at getting a good line speed. So
1: thing is, the you. thing is I'd I would I would bite this question, but then I think everyone <laughs> listening to a podcast would have to hear about the one time he came on the pitch and, and kicked a couple
0: of yards. So I'll spare them that. Yeah. All <laughs> right. I reckon anyone. I reckon um to bring this to a close, I reckon anyone like who, who knows who's listening to this podcast, boys, who, who actually knows who's listening, but if anyone actually is listening uh, who would like to be a teacher, I reckon it's, it'd be good to put Sam under the spotlight for, for, for a couple of minutes anyways, at least, uh, to finish A good, good up. ending. And, yeah, go. for a good ending, a little bit of a, get a bit of bang for the buck, so to speak. So, Sam, what makes a good day at school? Uh, period
2: one with Mr. Everall. Um, learned a bit about percentages. I uh, always been a, a good PE lesson, you score the winning goal at break, five side. So you kick about the, with, you, with, you, with your lads and, and you score, or girls uh, and you score the winning goal. Go in period three on a high. Um, period three, you have the, the young teacher that you have a bit of a crush on. So that, that's always good. Uh, period four, uh, you then have the slightly older teacher that you have a bit of crack with. Obviously, it's a Friday, so it's fishing Chip Friday. So that's great. Last lesson on a Friday is always absolute carnage. Video, arts and crafts, the works.
0: Oh, sure. On your way
2: home, get yourself a little Luke's from the sports centre that's actually next door to our school. On your bike, there yeah. you go.
0: That's a there day and a going. half
2: hours, is, isn't it?
0: That's All right. Well, half. just carrying on from that. Then, what's it, on your on your on your good on this good day at school? What's yep. the, the best thing you can possibly get from the school cafeteria at lunchtime?
2: Um, I can. Uh, I, uh, our school does this unbelievable... I'm actually thinking about school myself, but I think we sometimes got it. You know those curly fries? Yeah, Should oh them. yeah. Yeah. spicy as well, because you can sometimes... You get them in a bun to make a little chip butty, but with the curly fries, that's outrageous. Right, you have them... Right. That would be posh fish and chips, curly fries, <laughs> barbecue sauce, ketchup, mayo, all the condiments go with them. I just think for their versatility, curly fries.
1: Very versatile. Would you... Would you bring back turkey twizzlers? Because I'd be straightened if you did.
2: That would, yeah, obviously, mate. Well, of course yeah. you would, mate.
1: Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, I, I love turkey twizzlers. I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, uh, roll me as a PE student.
2: Absolutely. With my PE lessons, they burn off so much because I just drill it so hard. That <laughs> actually turkey twizzlers, just a treat at the end of that.
0: It, uh, in Sam Everell's PE lessons, it's uh, three three bleep would... tests. Three bleep tests for a <laughs> lesson. Uh, but don't you worry.
2: I lead the way. I set the pace. You know. Twelfth place in the in the school cross country one year, so you know
0: those stories don't get missed out. For sure. Uh, right. That's uh, third thing. Uh, what's the worst thing about being a teacher? The worst thing.
2: Oh, oh, that's a
0: question. I've been that's I've a been quite question. quick fire so far. Yeah, got Um
2: on. I, I had a chair thrown at me. That wasn't good. Um, that so yeah, like the aggression sometimes towards you when you've done actually nothing wrong. The aggression. Um, Though, the uh, agreat- uh, Sometimes you are just hated for being a teacher, for being a. Pe- like actually, August was sent for being a person in authority, and I don't like really being disliked, and I certainly didn't like having the chair thrown at me. Uh, yeah, did yeah. catch it though, which you know the wicketkeeper in me never leaves. Hell of a good ground.
1: Um, how many? Cat. How many sporting um sporting moments have you picked out on this podcast? I'd love to. I'd love to guess at the end of it.
0: <laughs> I think I've covered them all. Rugby, <laughs> football, squash. <laughs> every single one go on then on the back of that what's the best thing about being a teacher best thing about being a teacher um, oh this is going to be really corny uh, a nice
2: email off a parent to right. say right. their, their, their kid really looks forward to your lesson or they've learned a lot that year um, that always fills me with a whole lot of warmth
0: yeah fair enough and uh, well, the last one I guess a, a good a good one to finish up on uh, maybe for everyone maybe just for Sam uh, what's your inspiration every day Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I don't know how corny to go again. I went quite corny with the you previous one. It can be. It can be either or. Like it doesn't have to be anything. massive. Corny's,
1: corny's good. I've, I've quite enjoyed the corniness, to be fair. That
2: inspiration every day. Um, well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go two ends. Um, I, 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 it sounds daft. Genuinely, end of a lesson. You always get what once a day. Actually, you always get at least once a day. A kid come up to you at the end of a lesson, and say, "Thank you. Thank you very much." I can you feel honestly the basic thank you's lovely love really love that um the other one is i always end the internet every day is to to try and and be the, the teacher of the people i said right start the podcast see how, how i'm bookending it here um it'd be the teacher that the people that inspired me to to go into teaching so whether that be my parents or or certain teachers when i was at school I always look for, try and, I always think of them as my models that, for teachers I want to be at. So I'd say they're my, my inspiration from the teachers. Big, big shout out to Stuart Everill here, big That's friend the big, of the podcast. I don't want to, he'll have probably switched off when I started talking about mental health. So he
0: won't be listening to now. <laughs> well, what about you, Fakes? I'm quite interested to hear yours. It, uh, the inspiration? Yeah. Straight up, bunny love. I like it. <laughs> No, that's a joke. Uh, there's if if I was using money as inspiration, I, I'd I'd have lost my inspiration a while ago.
2: Uh,
0: nah, sort of similar to if if people have watched last week. I mean, the, my inspiration for doing what I did now was pre primarily it, it was what what kept me, what, what could keep me afloat in, uh, in living in Spain. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's few things you can do as a foreigner living in Spain. Uh, you can take a bar job and stuff like that, but uh, I wasn't. I wasn't too keen on doing that stuff. So, pretty much, I, I I enjoyed that. I've I've taught two years in a primary school. I enjoyed that. Like like Sam said, getting the getting the gratification of a kid, and and and, and specifically as well, the parents going, "Listen, that was actually class what you did there," or "Listen, he's actually learning a fair bit from you," or "Or, or just saying, like to so say, a simple thank you." Uh, it's class to here, and um, but yeah, primarily it was just a. Just to just to just to keep myself afloat here just to make sure i've got something to do because i, I wouldn't want to be burning through the money here but yeah nah, i I'm in. I'm, I'm probably enjoying it and uh, it's it like you say it, it's it's one of these jobs it's not like an office job you, you definitely encounter something very different every day oh. and it definitely keeps you on your toes and uh, now nah, you can you, you can gain a lot i feel like it, it's i've gained a lot from it as well not even just like from from a teaching perspective obviously you learn every day on the job from teaching but I've gained a lot on a phone as on a personal degree as well. So no, it's there's no there's no specific inspiration there, but there's a there's definitely got a lot of growth that's come from. it. Nice, mate. Yes, oh, mate.
2: Well, thank you very much, boys, for for, yeah. for having me on and and letting me uh, share some experiences. It's been an absolute treat. It's
1: been, a good it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, I feel like we could talk forever, but uh, yeah. I can't let you talk forever, mate. You probably we've yeah. got some listeners to. No, nah,
0: he needs to keep his knowledge for the, for the kids in the school.
2: Absolutely. I've, I've got a yeah. chorizo So pasta tea being made as well. So, you know, exactly. times of yeah. the essence. <laughs> it's
0: been a pleasure, boys. Um, <laughs> make sure everyone uh, joins in next week for when we we'll have a beer over another, I'm sure, as lucrative and as uh, as interesting subject. All right. I hope the beer chat's
2: as good next week as well, because that, oh, that yeah. was yeah. really yeah. sensational.
1: That <laughs> was a highlight for me, to be fair.
0: Absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? All right. Catch you, boys, in a while. Been a pleasure, boys. Cheers. See you later. Bye now.